Hi, I'm Dave Barnes. And I'm John McLaughlin. And welcome to Dadville. Dadville is a podcast where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of awesome dadding. It's funny thoughts and deep talks. So please, enjoy your time here in Dadville and enjoy this episode with... Dustin Nickerson. Dustin, we um, we are thrilled to have you back. You know what we realized... Um, is this you're you're officially a two timer because while we did do okay. the yeah I can see funny the uh, podcast it was still on the Dadville channel and so this is your your repeat we don't have I mean John we have like three repeat customers I mean so you are in some mm-hmm. rarefied air my man like well, this who, is <laughs> <laughs> who are they and how do I kill them to make sure yeah they're they're, not they're, the third. They're, they're I will be the third yeah. they're gonna leave you one it. Highlander. Um, yeah. So I'm really thrilled. I mean, I, I, you know, we talked so much about this last time, you know, but I think you are such a wonderful dude and so, <laughs> so funny and thrilled with the book, by the way. Congrats on, Thank you. on that. Appreciate but for that. those, um, but for those who, who are not, uh, uh, hip, we, we do, I mean, you may, well, actually we, we didn't do this when you came on, um, the, the other version of this, but we always start what we call like the, uh, fill in like the brag sheet, like what's he doing? What's he been up to? We do some of your dimensions. We actually have Good. your forty time, which I couldn't believe we got, but we did find yeah. it online. Which yeah, <laughs> eight nine, eight point nine. <laughs> like um, some people can run it twice, and the yeah, time yeah. it takes you to run it once. <laughs> How humiliating would that be? Just sidebar: if you're doing a forty, and you're like, oh, and a yeah. guy has turned around and he passes you on the way. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going against like DK Metcalf or yeah. some star sprinter or whatever. Ranking. Yeah. I've thought yeah. about that before. Like, I wonder if there's one who like if they could beat me on like a one foot hop. Yeah. You yeah, know? Like... <laughs> or could two of them beat me in a potato race? Yeah, potato or a potato, you know. <laughs> like how infirmed do they have to be to beat you? Like, what do you have to take from yeah. them for them yeah. <laughs> to beat you? Arms, they could lose and beat. They could lose both arms and beat me, no problem. It's just a matter of how much of one leg can they lose before I can beat them. Uh, like, I bet, I, I, yeah, I bet if they lost one kneecap, they could probably still beat me. Yeah, they're throwing their leg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like chucking it around their body. I would but it's watch enough, that show. It's enough that would be exciting yeah, to land on that still propels. Or how much them. like weight would they have to carry yeah. that I could beat them? <laughs> yeah. You know, like if they have like the squat bar or whatever. Or like, just a human. Just, yeah, yeah, how many humans could they carry? How many carry? kids slash like, like, yeah. Who, like who's the fastest person in the NFL? Let's say it's uh, the uh, receiver who just went to Miami, oh, right? Yeah, uh, 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 mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah, from yeah, New Orleans. Uh, or no, uh, from, from KC. Uh, KC. Um, so oh my gosh, I forget his name too. How many? Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. Could Tyreek Hill carry all of three of my children <laughs> and still beat you and beat me in a forty? And after that, and then maybe my wife as well. Could he carry my whole family? Which the is a very funny I like- visual. The thing that I like about yeah, yeah, that exactly. image is that <laughs> someone, yeah, then they go with him. We're not, Tyreek's my dad. He's an alpha. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love the thought too that someone will have made something that actually they can, 
like it's like a coat that fits humans. Like someone had yeah. thought about that and they just sort yeah. of like slide in on his back and he's very Yeah. No, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or he could just do a rickshaw, right? Like it could he get... <laughs> just Yeah, he could just do a rickshaw of the whole Nickerson family. <laughs> Throw the cats in there for good measure and yeah, just like annihilate me on the board. Yeah. Oh, so and then your wife either has to kiss you or not kiss you after you perform just to really shame you to death. Like I couldn't catch up to her if I wanted to kiss her. <laughs> Tyreek <She'll> have, kisses <laughs> her. Tyreek, yeah, he would have still like caught 84 yards of passes that day with my family in a rickshaw behind them. <laughs> uh, okay, wow. Jeez Louise. Okay, giggle fest 2000. Okay, so Dustin. Here's, here's, here's Dustin, folks. Comedian, as you can tell already, giggles abound. Father of three th- three kids. How how old are the kids, by the way? Uh, 15, 12, and 8. Okay. Uh, cranking on the road doing shows over 300 a year, which just, good Lord. I mean, that is just, I saw a well, million faces. Well, we do, uh, yeah, 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 I rock. You got to really, you got to hit the yeah, rock. Yeah, lean into it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, comedians cheat. We're not musician types who can only do one show a night. <laughs> you know, right. we we double dip double sometimes. That's, that's right. That's fair. Oh, that's I fair. mean, like this Saturday in LA, I'll do three shows. So yeah, like we, yeah, yeah. you know, we yeah. we sometimes yeah. We for anyone dip. that's like also just like sad for you, don't be sad. Like there's, <laughs> it's there's, not three hundred dates a year. Yeah, three hundred yeah, right. sets a year. Sets. Yeah. Well said. Well said. Um, comedy special Overwhelmed has been uh, viewed over 150,000 times on YouTube. It is available for streaming, streaming. Videos have gained over 20 million views. Good, And we talked about this in the last one. Again, people, if you hadn't listened to our last thing about his comedy, it's amazing. He is a hysterical man. And I told John, as we were prepping for this, literally we sat in here, and, and I said, we can't start watching these because it will never end. Like, this will turn into the Dustin yeah. Nickerson black hole of humor and we just we have to do this podcast. Uh, host the Don't Make Me Come Back There podcast with his wife Melissa. Did a national tour backyard comedy in 2020, which I love that. John and I both have been doing backyard shows too, right? Nice, uh, which has been really fun. Yeah. Uh, and has a book which we are so excited about called How to Be Married to Melissa, <laughs> which is out June 7th. I laugh every time I say that. <laughs> it's so oh, great. Thank you. It's so great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I just, I did, uh, you know, not to, I don't want you guys to feel jealous, but I am seeing other podcasts. That's just the yeah, title and of I just, that book. I just did genius. one right before this, and also from this prison, and they have, like, no Christian affiliation, and so they're like, so, I'm sorry, what kind of room are you in? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Whereas, yeah. Whereas you two were like, oh, no, I see what? it. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. got there immediately. Yeah, but I can see the half was, of a Jesus freak poster. Oh yeah, just yeah, yeah, like yeah. Barely well, our, our generation. Yeah, 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 I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I don't know who it is now. Cutlass. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know yeah, who yeah. they're still into. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, that's even that's a pretty dated poll. <laughs> yeah. I, think. I was like, yeah, I don't think you helped that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy not to know. Um, yeah, you kids like POD. That's the cool one. They're on MTV. Yeah, they're edgy. Uh, right. They're very oh edgy. my god. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, the guitar player from POD and I were at a concert together the other day recently, and I was like, I know who you are. Because we were. Uh, I mean, this is. I'm down a trail. Just I have wild ADHD. Come Go with chase me. it. I'll actually, uh, this yeah. So we're at uh, we're at the Thrice concert in San Diego. Oh yeah, so, yeah. And we're pulling lots of uh, you know, oh, yeah. uh, early two thousands faith ish associated yeah, yeah, emo yeah. things. Faith, faith adjacent. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's like, and we were, you know, because uh, uh-huh. uh, I've, I've always been a big Thrice fan, but Dustin and I randomly connected through this stupid business that we're in. And he got us tickets. And it was great. And he was like, you must, uh, you must like be a friend of them, right? And I was like, yeah, you must be in POD. And he's no. Like, oh, <laughs> and no. I was like, I know, I know who you are. And it was, uh, it was a fun little interaction. It, it was one of those things that like, I know your face. And then I Googled his name to confirm uh, yeah. one of the, because you're like, I mean, I don't know if I know any of the, <laughs> you know, you know how it is. You don't know, ba- you don't know all yeah. the band member names, you yeah. know, Um but it was a very fun moment, and I was just like, "That's why oh John gosh, and Ashley I... got out of bands because we wanted to be the one name you remembered." No, no, I totally get that. You know, <laughs> I uh, my wife is the CFO of our company, but I'll, right, I'll never right. put her name on the title. You know? <laughs> That's even though she got on the book, even though she well, that you know, it's uh, like we said, it's a good title. But us. this podcast that I was on last, they were like, "Do you worry that you just put out this guide to the world on how to steal your no. wife?" Oh and I go, my gosh. I, I go, that's a fair point that I had not considered. <laughs> you call the publisher immediately, pull the book. Pull the Guys, now. the book pull has the... to come out. Yeah. We can only go in Lifeway now. We can <laughs> oh only my go. Gosh. I'm not scared of those people. Ah. <laughs> I'm not worried about those people. So, yeah. so. So, Dustin, tell us about like growing up. What what is what is the grown up years for you? I mean, you cheat this in the book, but we're gonna we're gonna let you answer this. But like, what what is that? Where is that? You know, when is that? What was the sort of family home vibe like? What was going on? Sure, yeah. As a Pacific Northwest kid, grew up uh, South Seattle. Um, single dad. My parents split when I was like five, so it was just my house was me, my dad, my sister, and my uncle Butch. Uh, Uncle Butch. I remember you talking about Uncle Butch. Yeah, and I'm already a little giggly about this. That's what's nice about Butch is you picture him, and I'm like, whatever you saw, man, that is him. That is that exact. Don't don't let your imagination stray for a second. That was Butch. <laughs> I did love that that point in your book where you say like, and just so you know, like if you want to picture Uncle Butch, just close your eyes and picture Uncle Butch, and that's Uncle Butch. I'm like the way you said that was so great. <laughs> that's him that's him had a, nailed it had a son named him tater i mean this is Gosh. our family so we were my family is i don't know how much i mean you guys are you've traveled but the northwest um there are lots of rednecks on the northwest but they live in the rural towns and my my family the nickerson clan is from like rural oregon hmm. and my dad went to work for Alaska Airlines, moved to Fairbanks where my sister was born and then moved to Seattle. So we were just these like rednecks were, but my dad worked for the union, the airlines union in Seattle. So I was like, I'm you guys, this is why I don't have a political affiliation. I'm not bipartisan. I'm like bipolar when it comes to beliefs. I don't know. I don't know what to believe. I don't, you know, it's weird. <laughs> my dad was like pro gun and pro gay. And I'm like, who are you? What is this? This isn't like the 90s. Like, the, you're like, <laughs> I don't even, I don't know where, we don't fit into anything here. Yeah. Um, so that was my household. Uh, my dad, uh, well, yeah, like I said, he would work like long hours <laughs> and stuff, but he was, uh, he was, he was very uh, sacrificial to make sure that uh, Jess and I, uh, my Jessica be my sister, had a roof over our heads and went to school and, you know, had the opportunity to get to, uh, to go to college and, and um, get a useless degree and sixty thousand dollars worth of debt. So, <laughs> yeah, <you know? laughs> he really. What, what did you What did you study in college? Uh, I studied religion 
and uh, and uh, I went to the University of Washington. I studied religion and uh, history. Oh wow, double major. Yeah. Uh, I was a minor in history. There's a lot of crossover. If you're studying religion, if you're studying history, especially because yeah. this wasn't like at a Christian yeah, college, right. they weren't yeah. like they weren't apologetics classes. Right. They were like, "Hey, this is about this is what Islam is like. Not yeah, yeah, here's yeah. the answers to why Islam is wrong. Right? Yeah, <laughs> you know? right, right. <laughs> which is what right. we it it wasn't the the case for faith or whatever. You yeah, know, yeah, or whatever yeah. that apology. So many 2000s Christian references. I'm so I'm, it's, sorry. It's just, we're swimming <laughs> in them. Keep them coming. Um, we're, we're the prayer of Jabez away from just shutting yeah. this whole thing down. <laughs> um, oh, my so, so, Could I get a testament, please? Hey, I, hey now. Yeah. Hey now. So, so something that's really interesting to me is that you didn't, I mean, I feel like the, the story of, of kids who go through a, a split home is that they go with the mom. Like, wh- wh- why was that? Why were you all with your dad most of the time? You know, um, it's it, it was really he was just kind of in the place to do it gotcha you know gotcha. yeah financially you know just kind of all the facets of life uh the judge looked at the situation and said dad oh the ready. judge did <laughs> yeah yeah oh, yeah okay. no that was okay. a, yeah okay. that was a yeah it was uh it was it was a decision that was made that my dad got, you know, primary custody, huh. which for a while was, I mean, not by like, um, not by, it wasn't like exclusive custody, but we, there was a while where like my mom was like living out of state and stuff where we just didn't even see yeah. her for pretty long periods of time. So, wow. you know, yeah, that was uh it is very common. You don't, you are very yeah. uncommon. There's yeah. not a lot of single Dan things, you know? And, so what, uh, is, what is that like? Cause I think some people probably hear that and go like, man, that would have been, amazing because dads are always like the cool like they're the one that's like stay yeah up late, just care, just the grossest house <laughs> just <laughs> the grossest dirtiest smelliest house the place where you no, would imagine nothing. uncle butch would live yeah there was just no tlc <laughs> no nothing there's no that the house was cold physically and emotionally. <laughs> I just imagine you know, he takes uncooked steak and throws it in the den, and you guys run toward. Oh yeah, it, to, it wasn't food. far from that. Yeah, there was. <laughs> it was not the fridge. We weren't even like poor. We weren't like we didn't have money, but we weren't like destitute. But like def- we never had like food. Like there was no like fridge. <laughs> there was unquote. no. There was no like you would open the fridge and there would just be. Uh, just a thing of Budweiser uh, and orange juice, and then my uncle, <laughs> my uncle Butch, his um, his like go to bar that he would shut down every night. So my my Butch would work from he would work the swing shift, so he'd work from two to ten, and then he would go shut down Dynasties, which was a Chinese restaurant on the way home. What? And uh, and he, the owners like loved him. You know, they loved him so much and they would send him home with the leftover clam chowder, which why they were serving clam chowder. I don't know. This is so so my, my fridge, I would open there would be like orange juice and then Budweiser and then just this vat <laughs> of clam chowder from a Chinese restaurant Dynasties. from dynasties. <laughs> you know what I like about that, too, is it's plural. It's not dynasty. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's many no, dynasties. It's, yeah. it's, it's several dynasties. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any dynasties you're interested in, we have those here. Dave. Hey, John. 
Did you know that 84% of families with kids under 18 don't have even a basic will? You know, I actually get that. Uh, It's still crazy. But the thing is, getting a will is so easy to do, and it gives your family such an amazing amount of peace of mind. Exactly what I was thinking. You see, with Epic Will, you can protect your family in as little as five minutes, and it costs less than a trip to Target. uh, I I feel like you inspire them. Target trips. Yeah, you spend a lot. It's also no comment. Epic Will makes it so easy to make your last will and testament to name a guardian for your kids, and you'll be able to ensure any health care wishes you might have. Epic Will helps you create state-specific documents that are written by an attorney with over 30 years of estate planning experience. Who's with me? Go to epicwill.com today and get your family protected. And use the code DAD20 to get 20% off. That's D-A-D-2-0. That's epicwill.com and use the code DAD20 to help protect your family today. So I remember, though, in, in your book when you, you had that scene where your parents were fighting and your mom got out of the car and then you got out of the car. Yeah. Because, because you said, if I was anything, I was a mama's boy. And now, like, how, how did that hit you when the judge gives his, like, hey, you're going with your dad? Do you remember? Yeah. How old were you yeah, when that happened? I, I thank you for asking. I was hoping that we could talk about childhood trauma. Oh here. yeah. Here um, we go. To to promote Daddy. my comedy book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it was um, okay. Um, so I'll t- I'll say it like this: uh, every night, or at least three hundred shows a year, I I have to have strangers tell me that I'm worth something. Does that answer the question? Oh my god! <laughs> I need I need the applause and the approval oh, of anonymous nobodies. You're in a safe place. Yeah, place. that's. Does that answer your question? <laughs> oh my gosh, that is amazing. That yeah. actually answers a couple of my questions, which oh, I'm a little yeah, annoyed about. <laughs> it actually couples answers a couple of questions about myself that I've never asked. Yeah, to be honest yeah, with yeah, you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I just every night hysterical. I need someone to tell me that I'm worth something. That's all. That's all. <laughs> That's it. Just That's as uh, my friend says, uh, just tiny hugs from strangers. That's <laughs> all. Just uh, <laughs> tiny. So, Get so when when did you start? realizing that you were funny was it around that time <laughs> it was in the courtroom actually i just uh you had a bit and yeah, it just killed yeah judge traffic though did you get it here <laughs> oh. am i right oh my gosh you know uh are you ever gonna finish this construction oh no. my gosh <laughs> just five i'm doing a full danger field in there ooh, 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 you know uh it's no i don't i don't I don't know when, uh, you know, I was, most stand-up comedians are not like class clowns. We're not, um, we're not particularly, um, like we're not known as the funny person a lot. Mm -hmm. We are funny. Mm -hmm. I always took pride in that the funny person always thought I was funny. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like that, that I remember like one of my best. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I had the respect of my peers. Yeah. (laughs) Even though I wasn't, you know, mass. Yeah, exactly. I wasn't the most consumed artist. I was Copeland. Everyone, yes. I don't know oh, if that a reference you guys get or not. <laughs> I was the first oh, we're just one. Just swimming I... in these two thousand. Copeland. I'm not. I'm not on the label to make them money, but it's the respect of the peers. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So <laughs> I don't, I, if I would have never guessed that that was the answer that was going to come to mind there, but, yeah, yeah. uh, but I, 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 you know, I was people from high school are always surprised that I ended up being a comedian. Um, mm-hmm. but I knew that I could make people laugh and I knew I could make my teachers laugh. And I knew that, you know, like I had some of this in me, but I also like, just, I'm like, a comedy is the only thing that has ever made sense to me. And it's the only thing that's ever ha- helped me make sense of the world. Mm-hmm. And um, so I like consumed comedy so much as a kid. Like I was the Comedy Central generation. Like I was just like, you know, uh, like watching specials all the time and just in love with it. Um, but I didn't, you don't know how to start it. You don't know how to like, what do I, right. do I just, do I update my resume? Do I change my LinkedIn? What, how do I become a stand-up comedian? So I didn't start stand-up until I was 27 and I had two kids and, you know, like I had a whole life. I'd been in youth ministry. I'd uh, worked a middle management at a rec center for five years. Uh, um, and I just started going to open mics and, and, and then I, that's when I learned how like, Oh, I can do this on stage. I can hone this because it is a different thing to like make you guys laugh or, or make the kids laugh or make a group laugh than to go on the stage with the only thing you're supposed to do is make them laugh. Yeah. Great. If you can make them feel cool, if you can make them think awesome, you have to make them laugh. That's yeah. the main yeah. thing yeah. that you have to do here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's a great point. Did you, did you, was that something, especially I'm curious with your marriage, like when was having that first conversation with, Melissa sort of like was that a terrifying moment or or was that something y'all were slow building where it was like she could tell like okay this could turn into something or did you kind of have like a you sat down and you're like look honey I gotta spread yeah. my wings it's time yeah um she knew that I um she knew that I was looking for a change she knew that I was unfulfilled uh we were looking considering different options maybe it would be uh, working the speaking circuit in the church world. Maybe it would be writing a book. Maybe mm. it would be something. We didn't really know what it was, but I knew stand up. I I had always like had like it almost as like a bucket list thing. Like wow. hey, you gotta you gotta try it at least once. Yeah. And the great thing about stand up is it's so bad at first that you know pretty quickly if you want to stick with it. <laughs> and. I did three minutes. Yeah, the at an atrophy open mic. rate just oh, must be through the yeah. roof. Oh, I know that Attrition there are so is just, yeah. many people that quit after the first one. Yeah. You know, yeah, and and rightfully so. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> people come up a lot. People come up a lot. They're like, "Oh, I've always thought about doing stand up," and I go, "I always do the same thing." I was like, "Well, do it. You'll yeah. you'll know. You'll yeah. know if you yeah. actually want." Yeah, because you're watching me you know, at my comedy club show or friggin' opening for Taylor Tomlinson at the Ryman or something. And you're like, yeah. I want to do that. And you're like, yeah, no, 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 no. This is 10 years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, and I'm fortunate that it only took 10 years to get. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's, uh, it, 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 it lets you know pretty quick. Uh, you know, when you stand up front of there for three minutes and, uh, there were six people and just going like dance, joke, monkey dance. <sighs> I, you know? I mean, it's so crazy to me. You guys are both stand-up comedians. It, no, it, no, no, don't do that. Yeah, it makes me... <laughs> and look, look, I've talked about this on here before. When I, when I get up on stage and play music, if I'm honest with myself, the only thing I'm worried about before the show 
is the banter and the flow like the set list the flow and the banter is the only thing i'm thinking about because i've played these songs a billion times like i know how that's going to go and i need I, i when i go up on stage i don't really feel like i've made that first shot until they laugh at something and then I can kind of mm. relax and I can enjoy the show. But, but the fact that you guys get up on stage and that, like you're saying, like all these other things that they could feel fine. If, if you make us laugh, but you have to make them laugh. It is so terrifying to me. I cannot imagine doing it. So how, how did that first well, time go? Yeah. I mean, it's literally, you are stand up comedy is, uh, Americans' number one fear, mm-hmm. like this, they're, they're they're more scared of of public speaking than anything, mm-hmm. and and stand up comedy is the most intense form of public speaking because yeah. you have to be funny. You have yeah. to be funny. That's the it's and, and and it's it's hard to be funny. It's very hard, but we can do it. <laughs> uh, the the uh, the first time I told a three minute story. Um, a lot of it, the first time you do it, you're just, you, you have to, you're trying to figure out the mechanics of like, there, someone's, there's a light. Okay. That'll give me a one minute warning. And should I keep the mic in the stand or do I grab it and put it behind me? Or do I sit on the stool or, okay, there's this list. Where am I on the list? How long is this going to take? So there's some basic mechanics of it. Um, but the first time I was very nervous, uh, I did three minutes. I told a story about having to, about being a middle school wrestler and having to wrestle a girl and how like that's life's ultimate lose-lose situation. You know, there's no such thing as winning in that scenario. (laughs) And uh, I've never told that story on stage since, uh, but uh, I I think I kind of, um, I, I, I like that it's that. I like that I have. I like that I've never developed into a bit. It's just that's the first story. Yeah, that's the, that was your get in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I got a laugh at the halfway mark, and I got two laughs. I remember. Um, Ninety seconds in, and at the end of three minutes, and I was hooked. And I was like, "This is the best feeling in the world." You know, I I can't I can't describe. At least for me, it is. But to make a group of people laugh like this, and to feel like, oh, I could do this. Yeah. Tell that. The next 30 times went terribly, uh-huh. uh, but I was hooked, you know. Yeah. You know, it's funny. It's 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 funny and really telling and fascinating that you say that. I remember when I started to do my first few shows that way. For some, And I think it's because I had performed for so long that I had the wherewithal, thank God, to do this. But one of the first things that I did, knowing, okay, I'm not going to have a guitar, I'm just telling jokes was I literally before people got there, I walked out and did everything you just said by myself. Right. I was like, right. I, Cause I'd never done it. So I was like, okay, do I hold the mic? I literally like had five <laughs> minutes where I was like, am I the guy that holds the stand and the mic and does like yeah. that vibe or do I sit I, I, and by the <laughs> grace of God, I thought about that. Cause I, I was like, if I have to think about this real time, it's going to make everybody uncomfortable because they're right. watching me mm-hmm. figure it out. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, the, the few times I've done it that's so um, terrifying about it is is it's just there's so few things happening that when they happen, they really affect the show. Like, yeah, it's just you standing there. So how you hold the mic, where you hold it, how much you take a sip of water, where you put the water. Is there a stool yeah. out there? Like those little things matter because it's all that's out there. Right. You know, and so it's when it's, you take the sip of water, yes. you know, like yes. it's, there's a million little things that 
you only know if you've performed before. Yeah, yeah. Which that made me feel really amazing. So thank you for saying that. So do those, so, do those <laughs> little things? Do those little things uh, affect you as much now, or do you? No, would you say that you're I totally mean, comfortable up there now? I mean, it depends on the show. It depends mm-hmm. how my set's going. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, you're never you're never far away from a bomb. They're they're always there. You just I don't. I mean, the bomb isn't as bad as it used to be sometimes, but you know, there's just there's so there's so many different types of gigs that you know uh, I've had bad sets and I probably had three or four sets this last month that I'm like, ooh, that was rough, you know, like you. Huh. So I am comfortable up there when they're when we've able to kind of get in. I always say it feels like dancing a little bit, like they're just kind of like we're in a rhythm together. I'm. You're you're laughing the way I want you to at the right times. You're stepping to me. I'm kind of stepping. You kind of get in a natural row, uh, roll and rhythm to it. Um, and then other times you're just like, well, um, I'm not. I the only reason I'm thinking about my water is because I'm so hot on stage right now because I'm bombing that I want to dump it on my head. Can I do <laughs> yeah. that? Can I? Yeah. Can yeah. I have an escape? Can I do an ice bucket challenge because I'm <laughs> just sweating right down my back? Yeah. Yeah, that that's the great thing. I mean, there's a million. This conversation can never end, so I'm not going to start it. But I do think that is one of the best differences between playing music and what you do is that if everything is not wildly not funny, even if the song is not great, I've got a reprieve for about three minutes yeah. from that moment. Yeah. Like if it is bombing and even the song is terrible, I've still got three minutes that I'm not having to think about what I'm saying, or if you're enjoying it, I'm just sitting right. here. I can just sort of take a brain break. I'm like, Oh God, thank goodness for this song. Okay. Well, let's, what can I talk? You know, you're, I mean, that, that yeah. is a thing that is Interesting. so, so, so you guys, when you're playing the music, you're not, if, if you don't feel, cause we are in the same business, we, we have the same goals Yeah, and they we're trying to make a connection with people. That's the main goal. Yeah. We, we have different outcomes, what type of connection, but when your song's not connecting with them, I mean, what does that feel like on stage? Does it feel like nothing? Or does it feel like, gosh, I can't wait for this song to end or this set? Or or do you just stare stare at the frets and be like, well, at least you're there for me, honey. Oh it's just God. so much more subjective, I think, when something, mm. when a song is not connected. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. you can, I definitely, I can be playing and I can just be feeling like my voice i i know i'm not gonna be able to hit this like high part on the bridge so maybe like around second verse i'm like i'm gonna have to do something different on the bridge that sucks right because that, that, that's a great point in the whatever and so i'm kind of in my head about that and then i feel like this song is not connecting because i'm not able to perform it right mm. and then that could have been you know 20 people in the crowd their favorite song and the favorite way they've they've right. ever heard it it's just so subjective right like if a if banter is not landing it's just not landing hello dave wow okay yours was yours was better than that johnny thanks are you loving this warmer weather Summer mm. is just around the corner. 
Dave, I am so glad that you brought that up because the weather has been so great. Mm. I'm playing tennis, right? Mm -hmm. I'm sitting outside on the porch in my tennis shoes, (laughs) going for walks in my in different shoes. I don't. I was gonna say that's just too far. Yeah, I mean it's so nice, and honestly. I don't really want to be spending too much time in the kitchen making meals because there's so many other John, things John, to do John, outside. John, John, John. That's yeah. where Factor comes in. You can fuel up with Factor's no prep, no mess meals, so you can spend more time outside. Okay, it sounds good, but Dave, let me ask you a question. Okay. Can I meet my wellness goals in time for summer <laughs> with Factor? I hope you've got goals and then more goals, John, because we call you Cristiano Ronaldo soccer joke. Hey, yo. And guess what? And then some, John. It's going to be just fine. Factor has chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. Dave, that sounds so awesome. You've talked me into it. I'm ready. Wow, that was easy. I'm ready to kickstart my routine with 35 different Good meals. Gracious. And more than 60 add-ons to choose from, Goodness Dave. Did you know gracious. that? I'm educating you now. And these are restaurant-quality meals like filet mignon, Ooh. right? Mm-hmm. Shrimp. Mm-hmm blackened salmon. Enjoy you know? effortless support for your lifestyle. Choose from six menu preferences to help you manage calories, maximize protein intake, avoid meat, or simply eat well-balanced. Head to factormeals.com slash dadville50 and use the code dadville50 to get 50% off. That's five zero. 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code DADVILLE50 at factormeals.com slash DADVILLE50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Johnny, 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 Johnny. Hey, Dave. Oh, well, that was... I, I, was I, just, no, I didn't want to step on your thunder. <laughs> Thank you. Listen, I want to tell you, John, I okay. love the fact that online I can buy things. I can put my information in. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it's so I need uh, 100 picks. I have shows. Nobody can judge me. So like I pictures need, of yourself? No, guitar picks. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, but, okay. You know, there's just things that I need. Why do you I have can, so many pictures of yourself around? That's Listen, brain. this is for a different We're podcast. getting off, off topic. Sorry. But I can get on there. I can buy. It just It's quick. It's easy. It keeps me from having to run around everywhere. That's true. And, you know, it's getting easier and easier because you can just do the, like, Clear. everything's right saved there, in right there, there, your credit right card there. But I'm not going to lie to you. It scares me a little bit. It is a little scary. Well, listen, with ExpressVPN, all your information is safe, Ooh, Dave. Okay. That's why I never go online without ExpressVPN. A VPN, or virtual private network, is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure service so your ISP can't see the site you visit. Listen, that is so smart, John, yep. which is right on brand with you, okay? Thank you. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. You know, and most of the time, I don't even realize that I have it on because it runs seamlessly in the background and it's so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. John, ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, phones, computers, and even your smart TV. So there's no excuse to not use it. Okay. Protect your online information today with the VPN rated number one by Business Insider. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash dadville, and you can get an extra three months for free on a one-year package. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash dadville. Head to expressvpn.com slash dadville to learn more. 
No, I, I was going to say, I think, again, that that was the thing. If I learned anything, the first set that I ever did that was like a real set. So I did these kind of like um, sort of test sets where I only invited friends that I knew. This is probably 12 years ago, 13 years ago. And I did this tiny little place in Nashville. It was all 50 of my friends for two nights. So 50 people a night. And I just kind of told stories and whatever. And it was really, and, and so I followed up with all of them because they were all my good friends or just, you know, people I knew. And I was like, hey, how did everybody think it went? And everybody was pretty much like, man, that's that was funny. You you should mess with that maybe. The first one I really did was at the Belcourt Theater for 400 people. And I, it was just me doing stand-up. And I remember before I went out, my manager walked down and she was like, like, are you okay? Because I was blanche, I mean, white, terrified, Literally, like, what have I done? And that night, if I learned anything, and it, it was really fun, and it, and it actually went pretty well, all things considered. But if there was one thing that I learned, like one thing, and there was a million things I learned, it was if you're not talking, it's kind of not good. Unless you are, like, you are different than this, Destin. Like, watching you, because you've done it so long, you are so confident and in command of the stage. You can tell. I can tell when you're quiet, you're still confident. You're okay. You're just baking a beat. Me, I was like, boo, man, two seconds of silence on the stage feels like a year and a half because <laughs> everybody's kind of like just staring at yeah. you and you're kind of, so that was, that was one of the things that I, I, I learned that. And the other thing I learned is like, I hadn't done some of these stories and I realized like the funniest part of the story was the middle of the story and I still got to end the Whoops. story. I've done that before <laughs> you know, too. So yeah, yeah, were... yeah. That, that happens too. Yeah. That happens even now where you're like, well, well, guess I got to rearrange that or just or just lie together because yes the funniest part has <laughs> yeah, to be the end you. so so i'm always curious as we may have talked about this some before too Justin, but like where what is humor like with the kids like are you kind of like is one are they funny and then two when I, we laughed john and i were laughing about this we just had um we just had jeff maron who's a food network guy who's also done improv he's hysterical and he said and we laughed so hard about this he's got a son and he said they're kind of sport they're kind of thing that they enjoy together is humor and he said that when his son, who's like, you know, he's he's close to your older kids' ages, he's somewhere in there, and his teens, he said that when he says something funny, Jeff will go, that's good, but was that an original? Like, he's always like, or did that a joke that your kid? And I just, uh, I have laughed so much about that. I don't that. want a Mencia around my, <laughs> oh my house. Gosh. I want someone oh stealing jokes. And so, I wonder, what, like, with that, with yours, is that, like, how, you know, how big of a deal is humor to you with your kids? Is that something that... You know, you can see a couple of them, one of them, none of them, all of them are funny. Are you trying to foster that? Like, what is that conversation like? Yeah, it's a huge deal. I mean, we definitely, you, with me to them, I know they there is an element of which they think they're funny, but there's also an element of which I am yeah, their yeah. dad. So I intentionally tell jokes right. to annoy them because that's a big part of dad. And I also yell at them right, and right, get mad at them because right, I'm right. their dad. And so it's not like I'm like on yeah, yeah, the whole yeah, time yeah. with them, you know, like and I, we don't have a mic stand in the front room, you <laughs> yeah, know. You should do that and just see uh, what happens. I, it's, I, I have done it a little bit. On the, they have a, like the girls have a little karaoke machine and I've gotten it before. <laughs> like, so Zoom school was hard, you know. <laughs> and uh, so they like the dad, dad. There's a lot of that. Um, but there's also like an, an, an important part of where you're like, I yeah. am your father. Like I have to be right, stern right. with you at times, you know, but they are all funny and they're funny in their own unique ways. My son is in high school. He's in the, uh, you know, he's in the, just the epicenter of puberty. So he's a yeah. disaster. Um, 
as yeah. we all were oh, yeah. trying to figure out yeah. who he is, but he is funny and goofy um, at times, but he's like, he said this, uh, my wife, uh, Melissa, he's like, I just like, I get it with dad now. And she's like, what do you mean? She's like, he's like, if you're funny, you can get so many girls. Oh numbers. my gosh. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, you're not wrong. 100%. I'm not. I mean, the biggest joke that I have recently on Instagram is just that about how people are surprised that me and my wife are together. And then like, Oh, you must be funny. <laughs> you know, like there is, there is an element of truth to that. Isn't it you know? funny, by the way, that um, there is a shift, yeah. and I feel like this is the same with music, and and maybe they they kind of happen in tandem. But like growing up, being funny is, and think about it, like the kids that are funny when they're really young are annoying. It's not fun. They're not making anybody laugh. Yes. They're trying to be funny. Anybody's like, shut up. No, no, same no, with no, music no, no, kids. No. Like, okay, you play piano. Just like, please leave us all alone. Oh, but there's this, geez. and then sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get your yeah, talent yeah, show just, yeah. once a year. Yeah, you get your big day. Someone. But then yeah. there's this weird flip where they actually, it literally flips. Where it's like, when you're funny, yeah. all of a sudden, it's like, man, that guy, dude, you know, he's hysterical. Oh, you know, dude, he's so funny. Or like, God, he can sing. If you heard him play piano, yeah. it's really cool. It's hysterical how much this, and thankfully for us, for the three of us, it happens right by the time that people get terrible at sports or that doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> and all of a sudden, yeah. it's like the scepter okay. gets handed Hey, Dave, we get it. You're funny and musical. We get it. You already did a huge flex about five Listen, minutes ago I, when you said you had a when you said you had a hundred yeah. friends that you could invite yeah. to a private thing. A hundred friends? True. It was How did you find out what adult yeah, has a hundred friends? Uh, I was uh I was doing a lot of uh miscellaneous activities around the town that involved money exchanging hands. Um, I was also collecting people's emails. You were selling, selling candy bars. Door to door. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it, but isn't it, you know what I mean? But don't, that, that thing where, where you do flip, like it, it does feel like all of a sudden you're like, oh, this thing I have been, I have been staking my oh, claim on. I think it starts to rise to the top yeah, when everybody huge, gets huge in like your son's age. When think people start getting real insecure, things are, you know like it's high school and then if yeah. you have a thing that is like consistent then it's all all of a sudden it sort of gets the spotlight you know oh yeah yeah and 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 funny has a little more currency because you know you can't always bust out <laughs> totally. your violin right right if you're good you can yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 oh <laughs> i mean i will never ever forget i mean this is this is embarrassing to say out loud i'll never forget this moment i was on a youth group trip um probably like early high school um, we were doing with this youth group from another part of Mississippi and all the girls were just like always the prettiest girls. Like I'd never seen girls. It was literally like they had just taken all the prettiest girls of Mississippi and put them in one youth group. And we went on right. this trip together down to Florida, both our youth group and their youth group. And, um, and we did a skit night and I wasn't going to do it. Like, you know, it was whatever. And one of the guys was like, Hey, we're going to do the skit night. And the, it, there was this big dating show at the time. And I can't, if I said it, y'all remember, cause we're all about the same age. And, uh, and they're like, we just singled may, out. Uh, I think it was literally, <laughs> it may have been singled out. It so they needed, an, that yeah, was the they first needed one. an MC. Yeah. And so somebody was like, hey, Dave's pretty funny. Yeah. Like, see if Dave yes. And I was like, sure. And I will never forget. I got on stage and just started, you know, being me, like just riffing and looking out. And some of these pretty girls were laughing. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Well, hello. <laughs> and it was lit. What, what do we have here? What do we have here? And I remember after that, yeah. they kept like, you know, I'm like ninth grade. And they're like, 
oh my god you are so funny and i was like well you had just seen a man take his first hit of like heroin or cocaine (laughs) like you saw it real time oh my gosh yeah no like a funny person in a group is like having like the infinity (laughs) gauntlet you know (laughs) you're like (laughs) i have all the and i think that's why that's why people want to be funny is because when they see somebody make somebody up laugh they go like nobody else matters in the room right now only the guy yeah my uh my wife uh she says a lot now because like i am pretty introverted Mm -hmm. like in groups um and she goes like every once in a while though you just like i don't know i think maybe you do it for me or something you just turn it on it's like a switch and you can just go like bang 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 like i like every once in a while i like to do it just to stay (laughs) sharp on my social funny sharp i like to i like to see if i can get an elevator laughing I did it like this happened where it was me and we were, uh, I was out on the road this last weekend with, uh, with neighbor Getsy oh, and Graham K and Jeez. yeah, we, we this, this lady came in the elevator. I don't even really remember. It was her and her guy. And she was like, Oh, can we get on? Can we? And, uh, there was an awkward pause. And I was like, absolutely not. First <laughs> laugh. All right. So then I got it right here. And I was actually, no, he can stay, but you have to leave. Second lap. And then I hit one more. We went down like five floors, and Graham's like, you really turned it on there. <laughs> Every once in a while. Oh, you my gosh. You just got to keep sharp. Tell him, give him a little, it's a little comedy that. right here. I everybody. love that so much. So, so let's talk about the book. What what got you wanting to write? I mean, first of all, the title, as John said. Yeah, we need is, to talk about this so, title. I have a question about the it, title. Uh, and I just want you to see that I'm, I'm yeah. holding this book in my mm-hmm. hand. I want to prove to you uh-huh. that I've read that much of this book. Look at that. Now, look, I'm going to be honest. Two yeah. things. One, I'm the world's slowest reader. It is. He started about a year and a half. Yeah. Okay. And I'm doing, I'm doing super well. Two, yeah. I got, I've had this book for a couple of days. I haven't had a chance to read it. And I started this morning. And I'm on page 72. Uh-huh. That is. Look at this. That, 72. Oh, that's a very high this compliment. Book, Thank yes, you. I love this wow. book. Wow. But so the title. Oh, my, man. Here, here's Justin, my question about the title. Here's how I think it went. I think you had an idea for the title and you were like, dang, I got to write a book now. Is that how it Correct. went? <laughs> You're exactly right. Cause the title's yes. so good. I've had the idea. I've had that idea for about seven, eight years. And then a global mm. pandemic happened and my job was illegal. And I was like, well, <laughs> I've got time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the government was literally paying me to yeah, not do right. my job. That's, that's right. how bad I am at comedy. They're like, no, <laughs> Stop it. Stay home. Don't let people gather. And I'll gather in backyards. You can't do that either. So, um, yeah, no, I was, uh, it was the, I, the, you've read 71 pages in it. You've, you've gotten the thesis. 72. I'm so sorry. Marriage books are a crock. They're all, it's so ridiculous that they even exist. Um, just the premise, the idea, that anyone could ever even give you any tips or like serious mm-hmm. advice when on, on how to make a relationship work when two individuals are so mm. wildly different. Every relationship is its own weird, living, different organism that it, uh, there are certain truths, mm-hmm. maybe, but mm-hmm. not a lot, honestly. So that's why I just thought it was funny. Like, I remember. I remember, like, I'll, I I use this as an example, I think maybe in the book, but I, I not to throw this particular book under, you know, 
under the train train track here. Train there we go. under the bus. <laughs> I was, ex- that's I was like, maybe goes. it's the Pacific. It's, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Under the <laughs> under the canoe of the Northwest. Under under, under the, the Subaru. Of, under the all-wheel drive Subaru is the um under. But like love and yeah, respect. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you guys read that. And it was like the basis. Like women want to feel loved and men want to feel respected. And you're like, I yeah, want to yeah, feel yeah, loved. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And my wife was like, I want to feel yeah. respected too. And I was like, those are the same emotion yeah. to me. Like, why can, no, no, no. And so it's those type, like, but that might've been a thing in one relationship or the people right. they interviewed. So it was, uh, yeah, yeah. You were a hundred percent right. The idea came up that what if I wrote a marriage book that is not even really about marriage. It's about a yeah. marriage, just the one, just yeah. ours. Well, how did she feel like, did you, did, was that like a tough pitch? No, Melissa has like presidential veto power on anything that I make. And so there's nothing in there that she didn't approve of. And there's actually some stuff in there that she was like, no, I think you should Mm -hmm. push harder on that. Or you should explore, particularly the faith, particularly the faith chapter where I was like, hey, this might be kind of like a, you know, it's kind of a almost an out of nowhere chapter thematically, but it is really important to us how our beliefs have changed and morphed and stuff over the years and you know we um it's not like a you know we i we talk about in there you know i worked under mark driscoll at mars Mm. hill for seven years we've got some faith stuff you know in there and you're and it's not a tell-all because i was so insignificant listen the youth pastor doesn't get to be in the big dramatic meetings (laughs) anyway (laughs) did you listen to that Um, podcast by the way i did yeah yeah it was did you have like a overarching thought about it uh no it was a Mm. lot i think it was very you know the hard thing about when you reflect on those years at mars hill and I, i do talk about this a little bit in the book not just mars hill but just being in ministry um, you know, I just, I, you carry a lot, of, I carry a lot of guilt mm, from wow. those years of just, and, and there's been a lot of time of just like reconciling relationships of being like, Hey man, I, I gave you some wow. bad advice there, or mm. I told you to do mm. the wrong thing. And I was being controlling or manipulative or manipulative and not showing empathy. And I don't think that, and there's, there's a lot of like cleanup work of that. And then, and when we were in Marcel, there's an amount of time where you're like, Hey man, I'm both like victim and yeah. victimizer. Here. Right. Right. You know, some of this blood is on my hands, even though we weren't, you know, like, like chief of sinners there. We weren't, uh, like right. it wasn't, we left four or five years before Marcel even imploded, but you know, there were, I, there, there was a lot of good that we felt like we did, but there was also a lot of like, you know, and sorrow and embarrassment and shame and so uh that was that's why the faith chapter was the one that she kind of pushed like hey i think you need to dig deeper on this and i was like but i don't want to (laughs) how about we just do another one about me sleeping in airports because that's funny and that's inspiring dave oh uh sorry listen can i ask you a question Please. I feel like we're at that place in our relationship. I, I think so. Yeah. Okay. What's the last thing you want to worry about when you're living your best life? Oh, you talk about Ben Rector's new song. Oh, living okay. the best life. Checks in the mail, Ben. That was good. Uh, <laughs> I would say Tushy Sweat. Ooh, the Tush Sweat, yeah. which was my favorite dance craze in the 50s. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And with me undies, you never have to worry about that Tush Sweat again. 
Mm, I'm listening. Go okay. MeUndies has the lightest and most breathable fabrics to keep you cool and comfortable wherever you go. From undies, bralettes, and socks to loungewear and swimwear, you can find something for all your plans. Mm. Yes. MeUndies also releases new prints all the time, like the kind I have on right now, what? Dave. No. So no. you can match with your partner, your friends, even your dog if you want to. No judgment. Find your ultimate summer comfort in sizes extra small to 4XL. I may have just gotten the ones with sea turtles on it, John. I don't know. Sure. I'm crazy. You can't hold me down. <laughs> MeUndies has a great offer for the listeners, okay? okay? Any first-time purchasers, you get how much off, John? Guess. 8%. Tops. Tops. Double it and then take one off. Fifteen yes, percent. That's how crazy. You see that fast math? You, you know, so for a limited fast. time, if you sign up for their free to join Me Undies membership, you get twenty-five percent off your first membership item. To get fifteen percent off your first order, twenty-five percent off your first membership item, and a hundred percent satisfaction guarantee. What should they do, John? You should go to MeUndies.com slash dadville. That's, that's right. what I was gonna say. Tell them again. Tell that's MeUndies.com slash dadville to get fifteen percent off your first order, twenty-five percent off your first membership item and 100% satisfaction. Listening to that podcast as I did the Marcel thing, I mean it, it it one of the the themes I feel like is the power of like a culture where yeah. you a church culture, a work culture, whatever, like that's such a such a powerful thing because I feel like a lot of the people who you know they interviewed felt the way that you're describing. Like they really like carry a lot of like mixed feelings, a lot of like mm -hmm. guilt for some of the things that they sort of got caught up in all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. And I think that, you know, I think you could do that same podcast on yes. a lot of yeah, churches. For sure. for sure. Yeah. Right. Um, right. And I'm saying that as someone who has been in and around a lot of different churches, but Driscoll was such a mm -hmm. lightning rod of a figure and it was such a I, I, I hope they listen to the podcast in seminaries. Yeah. I hope that they mm -hmm. go like this is a cautionary yeah. tale here, you For know, sure. uh, but it's it is. Yeah, I don't know. We were very young at the time, too. And, and we I, I we talk about this in there like, you know, it was when you grow up in church and I, I got in a church around high school. It doesn't feel like it's for hmm. you. You know, it's like, this is what our parents do. We remember, we would literally call it yeah, big church, yeah, right, like right, the Sunday right, service, right. you know, which is essentially saying this yeah. isn't for you. And then they're like, when we got married, they're like, you can join the young married ministry. And I was like, these people are yeah, in the forties. Yeah, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. like, well, they got married late. Like, that's not the same. We, <laughs> uh, they're all, these guys like have like 401ks. You're and we're still in zits. college. Like we're not, yeah, we're not the same here. So but when we landed in Marcel, we we're like, this feels mm. for us. The music uh -huh. is for us. It's dark. The pastor's funny. Like there's, it was, it felt like it was catered towards youth and particularly like Seattle mm. youth, you know, but it also, we went there, it went from 1500 to 15,000. That, that thing, that place Crazy. changed pretty dramatically in yeah. our time. So, so yeah, she did go full circle. Mel, you know, was because Mel is, she's talked about before, if anything, she's an oversharer. Mm. And I have to sometimes be like, hey, why don't you cool yeah, back yeah, a little? Yeah. We're just having a cappuccino <laughs> with some friends. They didn't ask about your parents' divorce. Uh, <laughs> that is so mean. Uh, yeah. marriage. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's Melissa, too. They were like, how are you doing? She's like, our daughter's in therapy. I'm like, Look, Mel, you got to ease into that. <laughs> At least get a running we start. Go, we go weather. <laughs> we go Shit's Creek. 
And then we go our daughters in therapy. therapy at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's stepping yes. stones. You know, one of the things I really that. appreciated that was so funny to me in the book uh, is the translation of the fights. I mean, I, I feel like if there's any, if there's a million disciplines <laughs> I need to have in my marriage, I wish I was better at. But God, I wish I could think that way. Like, what are we really fighting about right now? Yeah. Not, yeah. not right. you know, right. to your point about, you know, I know you talked about the SAT scores, but like, you know, not um, are we going to, you know, mulch this weekend, but it's like really, you know, right. it's about a million other things. And I think I love the way you talk about that, because I do think as much as you joke about it, it's being married specifically, you know, specifically to Melissa. I think that is such a universal thought in marriage is like if everybody just had a freaking button they could hit and go, what do you like? Just tell me what you are mad at. Like, what is the thing you're scared of right now? Right, you know? right. right. Yeah, yeah, but then, the, but then someone might get mad at you for not knowing why they were mad. You know? uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you know, you well, talk that's... about the like the SAT thing, Dave, that you bring up, which you say is like that's one of your like what do you call it tripwire 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 yeah little in- right. little insecurity yeah. there right. So that is a specific thing to you, but of course, like reading this book. This morning, I'm like, oh, I, I, that makes me think of exactly what Amy and my tripwire is. That would be yeah. my thing. And I'm imagining. Where are like, they? You got you to <laughs> share them now. <laughs> it would be me picking up uh, and sort of cleaning around the house. Yep. That would be, mm-hmm. a, that'd be a thing. I have to yes. like keep my eye on that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because then I'm, it spirals to. Well, and it's, it's more than just up. that I'm, I'm picking the thing, the, the close up. It's that I'm saying you're I you're not being like my mom. Tammy's really clean. Oh yeah. Amy, oh, can you yeah. be more like yeah. Tammy? It's just there's yeah. so you know, many. You know the one the, the one yeah. for us, which I don't. I mean, John and I have laughed about this. The tree up in man. Whew, I have to be careful. Is anytime Annie, even with no guile, <laughs> just sincerely asks like, what I'm doing with my time during like, what are you doing today or like. Oh, that is another question that I have for you. It is like, yes, it's all about the, the oh, inflection when it's asked, you know, yeah. like, I mean, Destiny is if you're home, like as as performing people, there's a lot of like, you know, John and I work on songs all day. You may work on material, you know, wherever that is, you're doing that. But man, if she massages a wrong a word the wrong way in that question, like. So, mm-hmm. uh, are you writing this afternoon? Oh, I'm sorry. Am I what? The thing that pays for everything? Is that what you're asking? Mm-hmm. And that, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, and she'll be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm sorry. Did you ask if I was, did you ask if I was keeping the lights on? <laughs> she will literally, you... and she'll know, because she'll be like, hey, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. That's not, and I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm already breathing. See, and this is where, like, yeah. Dustin, if you were writing that, this is what's so genius about that translation page is where you're translating the fight. The translation would be like Annie would say, what are you doing today, Dave? Translation. What are you doing yeah. today, Dave? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and mine is like, That's it. Dave, oh, let me guess, Dave you're playing hears. in the back room watching YouTube videos and like piddling on your guitar. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, I mean, it's every insecurity I have just is yeah. on parade. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, I was going to say, and a lot of times the fear there, Dave, is that oh, she's gosh. right. That's what oh, you I'm are not doing. Ma- I'm not yeah. mad because <laughs> you're wrong. That's why it's a tripwire. I'm mad because I'm like, stop yeah, looking yeah, out the yeah, window into the studio. You know, those YouTube videos are inspirational. <laughs> yeah. The Key and Peele stuff helps me get lyrics. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, d- did those tripwire? Did those kinds of exchanges with you and Melissa through writing this book? And and like I was thinking, can you have that level of awareness and like introspection into your relationship? And can you can you do that without it changing yeah. it? You know what I mean? It, like through writing oh, this book, like, has it changed oh, yeah. any of that for you guys? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, we certainly because a lot of it was discussion of mm-hmm. just like, hey, you know, I think this is what's happening when this is happening. Or there were a lot of times she'll do this, too. Where she's like, that's just not true. That's mm-hmm. not what's really happening here. That led to like some discussion there. But, you know, there's always just if, if you if you you get rid of one tripwire, then you, you have a We had a fight yesterday. Right. This is ready. Um You'll, you'll know exactly uh, you'll I think everyone will relate to this I I said it uh, where we were about we had to we had to do something we were on a kind of a tight clock and I uh, I go uh, hey I'm uh, ready when you are uh, <laughs> just the way I hit the way I hit you not hey ready when you are but hey I'm yep. ready when you are <laughs> and 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 that made her angry and you know what I knew what I was saying oh, yeah. when I said that. Yeah. There right. was a little, a little like, yep. hey, you've had a, we, we knew we had to do this at oh, this yeah. time. And I, I definitely saw, I, I saw Instagram being oh, scrolled bro. pretty thoroughly. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It is. And you didn't even like my video. I saw you scroll past my video. <laughs> I know. I saw you mute me. <laughs> watch my stories that would be the worst like i'd be sitting next to annie i'll be sitting next to her on the couch and i'll see her like on stories you know like we're watching some netflix show up and, and i see her she's kind of watching stories and mine will pop up and she does the and i'm like oh okay well oh there's yeah tap, just tap, skip tap, old tap, tap, daddy tap, tap. skip old daddy oh. day. yeah i put the filter the on my thing. face and Come everything on, do i'm the doing thing. the thing you know isn't it i feel like one of the biggest takeaways that i've had in in the 17 years we've been married and this is something i have to think about so much in those moments Seth, and you say this so well is like um you know as you know sort of the thing that can drive your spouse crazy or they know the thing and they know just the way to say that little word to get the like marriage to me I, I forget this and and when i do it's to my detriment is still two humans who are t- autonomous like you're not connected by mm-hmm. some skin graph like you're not connected by your head or you know, you're you're two people. You're still two very different people yeah. who are deciding every day, every moment, every to be together, to commit to each other, and you know, to love each other in these things. And there are these moments where I'm like, "Hey, she's late, but she's a grown woman, and that her decision was to be late. And right. sometimes she's just going to choose to be late. And and that's it's her. It's this mm-hmm. isn't about me. It's not ruining my day. You know, right? Sure, it's making me. Why do that, I that, care the in the first and, place? And so I think it. It, I yeah. think one of the things that I really, if I could go back and change the beginning, if, if I could sit with myself when I was getting married, one of the things that I would say is just that. It's, I think I really misunderstood some of the spirituality and some of the sort of teaching around that idea of like, you're one, you know, you are one, you're one person, you, you know, God sees right. you as one. Because I think I got a lot of sort of bad intel on like when God sort of looks at your family He's looking at you as the man and you, and, and I, maybe there's some truth yeah. to that. Like you, you were, we're trying to really care and serve and lead our families. But I think at the same time, I wish there had been more talk around, but, 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 but 
you are still absolutely two humans. Like there's never a point in your marriage where you're still right. not just Dave. And, and I think that would have served me yeah. well because I took on all of this extra weight of kind of like, man, if she's struggling, I'm struggling. And sure, there's truth to that. But there's yeah. also like, there's just things she needs to work on on her own with the Lord and herself or her friends and, yeah, or her therapist and herself that she doesn't need me around for. And she may want to talk to me about it or, you yeah. know, but I think that that, I, I just put on so much extra weight feeling like I almost had to manage, which she never asked for, but I almost had to, like in that moment right. early in our marriage, I might've taken on like, I need to help her sort of understand how to manage her time better. Cause that, you know, I'm really loving her right. by like, because that's what Jesus. Well, that's wants. what I mean. It's Jesus wants me. Jesus, what this Who's woman needs is a micromanaging. What this woman needs is a man. I know that women are um, perform better on every form of standardized testing. That they live longer. That they really they greater yeah. achievement in every other way, every tangible way whatsoever. She but is she, she is an example me. of someone though. That's it. Uh, asterisk here that really yeah. needs just me yeah. to step yeah. in and micromanage. Yeah, I I actually don't even uh, call her Melissa. I call her the weaker vessel. I call. Uh, <laughs> I was. Uh, yeah, how to be married She's to the, the Santa weaker Maria to your Mayflower, I... just always yeah. listing behind <laughs> in the wake. No, it is. I, I agree with you. She said that to me like recently, like uh, like about a year and a half ago, I was in like just going through some some stuff and uh, some heavy stuff and was having like I in a pretty short period of time, I was having pretty bad panic attacks. And uh, and she was like there and supportive. And then one day she was like, hey, so are you going to like work on that? Like, or are we just going to, are you going to end up in fetal position yeah, once a yeah. week in yeah. the living room? And you're like, yeah, this is received. Cause like, and that's yeah. kind of what your point is. Like I'm, that's like, right. I'm my own that's person. Right. I have yeah. to, I have to deal with these things. And, um, and I've started drinking. <laughs> so to, to, so to say that. So. that heathen bloodthirst of anxiety, I feed it with liquor. So, so I it's did trial and error. Something. You know, it, but, yeah, but yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you say that so well, does it? I think, I mean, I think people listening will, will that will resonate at some level is there really is this thing where it's like you can you know you we love our spouses and you want to support them but again ultimately it really was your decision to sort of go I want to get better or, I mean to talk to somebody or you know whatever the move yeah. is that you still got to do that yeah. and I think that for me has gotten me in yeah. trouble a lot because I, I think some weird thing that I have for so long that I'm getting better at where I really felt like I got this is like me coming in and, and it I don't think it's a machismo I think there's something about sort of the helpmate thing I say in quotes it's like but I think yeah. like I can really overestimate my ability to to you know help in those yeah. situations as opposed to just going like and I think too that's you know that's one of the things that kids are really interesting about is like I don't know if y'all feel this way, but you watch your spouse handle a situation like she watches me handle a situation. And there are numerous times during the day where I'm like, I wouldn't do it that way. Neither one is right or wrong, but she has chosen to play that yeah. card and she can because she's a grown woman and she's their mom. Yeah. But now I wouldn't have. And I know there's yeah. a million times a day she watches me do that. And that is maybe one of the like heights of autonomy where I'm like, oh, yeah. that's an interesting play. And yeah, it's an interesting you know? play. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have made <laughs> That's, that pass, like, You know what I mean? Like, there may be some day. You threw in a window, a tight window there. But, well, I think, you know, too, like, she, she's looking gamer. at me going, like, you know, those kids, there's going to be a moment where they want to sit in therapy because of that move you just made. And I didn't make that move. 
So they're not going to be right. talking about to their therapist yeah. about my mom said they don't know my <laughs> just my dad. He just said that by himself to me, and mom yeah. didn't do that. Yeah, yeah, that all that all checks out quite a bit. Where sometimes, yeah, you are just like more of an observer, oh, yeah. and you're like, hey, if you want me to step yeah. in, I will. Yeah, you know, but I, but you, oh, you yeah. got this, yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah. know, but because that's that's a that's a scary thing. That's like, I mean, that's a, a tripwire for me. Is if I feel like in any way that she's implying that I'm oh, a yeah. bad parent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sends me like yeah. over the oh, edge. Yeah. We should be like, yeah. Have you ever had to tell your wife or had your spouse tell you to like lower your voice to the kids? You're like, well, no, I'm yelling at everybody. <laughs> you want a piece of this too? <laughs> Bring you the cats. I'll go yell at the neighbors. Everybody gets Where's a little uncle? of this. Bring him in. Yeah. Oh my gosh. John Day. That was good. Did you end with a V? I did, but because I kind of was landed the, I was okay. trying to land with your ending. All right. Anyway, Dave. Yeah. I think we finally made it. You knew I was going to do I think we finally made it. You're ending everything with a V. Yeah, it's a, it's a yeah. season of it. No, I think we finally made it. Yeah, I did too. Did we get, when you say it that way, yeah. it makes me think, did we finally get our name on the billboard? I've nope. been calling that guy all nope. the time. Yeah, that search continues. But no. we have our own signature coffee stop. blend. John, stop. Stop. Dadville stop. Coffee. Stop. What are the three? It's ever since I met you, uh-huh. when you were at Anderson University, yep, there were 20 years ago. I told you. Yep, and they were all the same thing. What were they? You said, I, what's your name, and I want to have a coffee blend with you. I can't. And are you telling me that today <laughs> that dream is realized? It is realized Don't do today. this to me. <laughs> Don't do this to me. Listen. <laughs> I, I, I was drinking coffee this morning, uh-huh. and it had a certain joie de vivre about it, mm-hmm. okay? I think it's actually the Dadville blend, because yeah. I looked of at it. Of course it is. Listen, I looked at it, and I thought, no, that's actually too good to be true. That's one of the three things I've wanted mm-hmm. in life that mm-hmm. are actually, as you said, the same thing, and it's that we have a Dadville blend. Methodical, our homies, our home slices. So good. The coffee roasters with the mostest. Roast their coffee to best express the life it lived, John. Yep. Okay. Respect the bean, Dave. The place, the weather, the soil, and to honor the skilled people who cultivated it. Methodical roast coffee to order so you always receive the freshest That's beans right. possible. And when I drink it, I taste hints of chocolate, yep. graham, graham, and brown yep. sugar. Yep. It's what? Mm-hmm. And, and a little bit of just good times. <laughs> That's just in there for free. Visit methodicalcoffee.com for more information and use the discount code DADVILLE for 10% off your first order. Spoiler alert, uh-huh. I know exactly what I'm getting myself for Father's Day. You know what's Day. crazy? Yeah. I'm getting myself the same. Ah! Oh my gosh. Don't forget to visit methodicalcoffee.com for more information and use the discount code DADVILLE for 10% off your first order. Uh, okay, so, I mean, I have like a million questions about this book. I love it so much. And I'm only 72 pages in. But Great. Uh, one of the things I really loved about what you wrote about was your your relationship with money like the two of you you and melissa like your different upbringings and how that kind of like you know you said about money like there's no <laughs> i think you said there are two two types of marriages right there's like one people who fight about money liars. and liars <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> which i thought is so great and so true but like how has your how has your relationship with money changed would you say like after like is it changing like from the outside looking in now you're like you're hitting your stride dustin nickerson you're like having success 
you know, is it, is your well, relationship we all, with we, money? We know changing? how, we know how well Instagram and TikTok pay. So pretty, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm killing right. it, uh, on the internet money. Yeah. Um, you know, there is, it is, um, the, the big, the biggest relief that, what do they say that that's old stat of like that, the only money number that will make you happy. It's like when you stop worrying mm. about money, that's the only time. And uh-huh. I think it's like 80,000 or something like that, but it depends on where you live. Like there is oh, a yeah, number yeah, where yeah, actually an yeah. amount of money will not right. make you any happier because really right. all you want of money is it to make, is to yeah. not worry that right. your basic needs are, are going to be met. And we have, thankfully, through this stupid career that I've had, I have actively, um, have we we don't want in that sense like we mm-hmm. we have you know our lights are on our bills are paid for we're able to put money away so in that sense yes but there's always what are we willing to spend money on there's always now we have the good three three days to ten days after i found out how much we're going to pay in taxes where you can't be around me you know oh, where I just play, you know, it's like, this is why I liked Rage Against the Machine in middle school. I knew it. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's, um, there, there's stuff like that. There's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe how much this cost, or we lost money on this gig or the special didn't make as much money. There's stuff like that. So it, it does change, but it is, it, you know, it is, uh, as we talk about in the book, I mean, we, we went bankrupt. We foreclosed on a home. I mean, right. we had, we were like low, low. So there is a real value to like perspective. And that's, right. um, you know, that's why I'm, I'm trying really hard to convince my kids that they're poor. Um, <laughs> what a great, what a great angle. No guys, you don't understand. You don't so, understand. But you know, I mean, <laughs> my thing with, when you were talking about Melissa in the book, I, I kind of resonated with a lot of it. Like my thing is like, I want security. I want financial security. And uh, when I was reading that crazy stuff that you guys went through in 07, 08 with the fun, uh, all that fun stuff. Yeah, a little housing market crash. Yeah, it was like a roller coaster. Yeah, sorry. Um, (laughs) Like for me, that was COVID. That was was spring of Mm -hmm. 2020. And I feel like I came out maybe slightly, slightly changed like my ship was slightly Mm. corrected in that i had like my worst nightmare had come true all like 71 dates canceled and there i was just like all right well yeah no money is coming in what am i gonna do i don't know i'm not allowed to leave and and john you hit absolute rock bottom which is you started a podcast (laughs) i went over to dave's house and i was like well (laughs) here we are rock bottom there's nothing podcast. lower than starting let's a podcast. That's <laughs> the let's rock bottom. Let's... Yeah, it got stripped but did, away. Did, from did you me, feel right? like it changed you going through you now you've gone through like kind of two of those situations? Like the, do those help? Oh yeah. You know I, what mean, I mean this is uh I'll say this without any commentary on the issues. My I I was touring with John Christ in the fall of twenty nineteen. And then John's stuff hit, and so all of our dates for the next year or so were gone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. 
and then uh, we'll, I guess we'll rebuild and we'll be on these things. You know, my own gigs, a little headlining dates, and, da, 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 da. and then COVID hit. And I was like, I guess you just want us to be poor again, God. What's going on? <laughs> You've done, like, I've lost this twice now. And, yeah. uh, so I do think that there was an element of like when you have, you know, when you've kind of come up from the ashes like that, that you, and, and we were never on the streets. We always had the safety net of like, if we had to move in with mm. folks or something that was there, it's a lot worse for a lot of people, but right. it was certainly scary. But I, I, full disclosure, I, um, I found myself like laughing about it and then getting kind of panicky and working like, mm-hmm. which is kind of how I built this little bit of like online following. I have most of that has come since the wow. start of the pandemic. Cause I was like, well, I have yeah. no excuse you know, yeah, uh, yeah. but to like sit down and write a book and figure, figure out how to edit videos and, and then forget to bring my laptop to do a podcast in, in a youth room in here while my phone almost <laughs> is dead. So I'm clearly <laughs> killing it in every way whatsoever. You know, we've never had an interview end with a guest with their device just Yeah, just that dying. could be fun. So that could be, be I mean, cool. I, yeah, that's true. We've got, I think I'm at about Oh, that's 7%, exciting. Let's roll so the we'll dice. See. Let's we'll roll see how many. Dice. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> it's like a, the oh Kramer episode on Seinfeld. On yeah. Oh, my gosh. Right. Um, <laughs> wow. Is that our 17th, like, 90s? I, I was going to say, we are skirting. It's reference. dangerous. And it's very counting. dangerous. Yeah, and counting <laughs> crows. That's 19. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Gosh, you just took me to a very... It's like a, it's like a bad... It's a bad yeah, trick yeah. that I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, knowing that the phone is dying, it, it's, a, it's a wonderful time to land this plane. So we do a couple of questions with every guest before we uh, release them back to the wolves. Um and I'll ask the first of these two. Okay, what is the one thing that you want your kids to know? To know. Hmm. I would like my... Hmm. Yeah, I, 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 want, I don't know if this is a no or a be thing. Um, I would say to, to, to be kind. And then so they're to, to know to know that literally being kind is the most important, perhaps the only important thing mm, in the world. Wow. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, that's it. That's we, we preach kindness and empathy mm. more than anything in our home. It just, it doesn't, we do other things, you know, attitude and effort and stuff like that. We talk about that book a little bit too, but you're just like, we just, and we know we're not always the best models of it either, you know, but just kindness. That's what we want mm. them to to embody. I don't know if that's going to always make you a successful person in the world, but I know it'll make you mm. a good person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what yeah. we're aiming for. Yeah. All right. So last question. Um, many, many years from now, after you've gotten off stage at Madison MSG. Square Garden, and mm-hmm. the you know New I was York opening. Times I was opening. <laughs> <laughs> still it's great so yeah. fun. Uh, you've sold a million books and then you die and what do you want your kids to say at your funeral which is at Madison Square Garden you were so oh popular. wow yeah that's yeah that's great yeah totally it's like a they I just never, arrange nope. it quickly right after yeah. the show yeah yeah they just rounded that up they had to pay for the room too not enough people bought tickets or not <laughs> they had to bark on the corner hey we got free tickets to madison tonight who is it who is it uh, well, who was it who was it exactly he might come back i don't know he might respawn um <laughs> what would i like my kids to say about me um 
you know, I want them to, 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 to feel that they were loved. That, that's what you want them to know. You want them to, I want my kids to feel and know that despite my massive character flaws and huge failings to them in so many different ways that, uh, that they were loved and that they can confidently say they were, that I love them and that they felt mm. loved by me. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Well, thank you a bajillion million times for being mm-hmm. on. Um, it, yeah, man. We are, I mean, yeah. we, we, again, I hope you know this, but I, we both think you are so unbelievably funny and such a wonderful dude. And again, this book is so great. Uh, How to be married to Melissa oh, out June seventh. So guys. go grab that thing, everybody. Everybody, go buy it. And uh, I can't wait. Are you going to be in Nashville? Are you anytime soon? Do any shows? Yeah, I'll be there July twenty third. I think. Oh, nice. Zany. So yeah. Oh, great. Okay. We'll roll through. Okay. Yeah. We might all hang, hang out. out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's go. Thanks again. Thanks again. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys.